Welcome, fellow lighting nerds and friends, to another episode of The Light Files, the lighting industry's podcast. Powered by the Lighting Showroom Association and hosted by me, Lisa Bartlett. Thanks for tuning in again this week. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, like it, share it, tell a friend, uh, get the word out about the podcast and the things that we are talking about here. Um, I just love conversations that happen because of things that I've talked about on these episodes, and I love hearing from you all about them. So please, please do share, rate, like, subscribe. Okay, so this week I wanted to talk a little bit about um, discounts <laughs> and things on sale, <laughs> which is just a constant fact of our life as uh, independent lighting showroom retailers. And um, yeah, I just have a lot of thoughts about it. So this all started as a thought in my brain as we were marking down some discontinued uh, items that are on display in the showroom. My method of marking down obsolete displays has definitely evolved a ton over the years. Um, I was, at number one, stunned by the number of relatively new goods, like seriously introductions not even a year old, already being discontinued, which I think probably is a factor of supply chain issues and not being able to get that same product at that same or similar price. Um, so therefore, it's just being marked as discontinued. <laughs> so I think that's a thing. It was just a lot more goods than normal um, being um, discontinued by several manufacturers. And so as we were um, processing the like sale tags for the obsolete displays, um, I was thinking a lot about how, you know, when I first started in my position, I would try to get as much money as possible for those displays. So like I would typically, even for a discontinued item, only take like 20, 25% off whatever the last retail price was and try to sell them that way. Um, but it would turn out that they would just sit in the showroom forever and ever and just take up valuable space. So probably, I think it was like, gosh, five, six, maybe even seven years ago or more, um, Rick Seidman from Quizelle uh, visited Pace Lighting on, um, Pace Lighting is in Savannah, Quizelle is based in Charleston, we're only a couple hours from each other. So just on a swing by from visiting other showrooms, um, he stopped at Pace Lighting and we were, you know, we're doing the typical walking tour of the store and he just was like, hey, have, have you ever thought about just absolutely dropping the price to your lowest point and just getting rid of these things instead of uh, holding on to them, which, you know, duh, obvi, it's <laughs> the idea makes a ton of sense. I was just so reluctant to do so because of this feeling of like, but I've invested all this uh, expense into it. There's all these carrying costs. There's all of the costs associated with operating this building that these fixtures are in that have, you know, slowly accrued onto these items. And, oh, it just seems so painful to take such a major hit on them. But, um, I was like, you know, let me give it a shot because, you know, this man runs a much bigger business than mine, um, and seemingly pretty successfully. So let's give it a whirl. <laughs> so what I started to do, um, of course me, just like everybody else in our industry, I try to negotiate the best possible price or get the best possible deal for my display fixtures. 
So instead of working from retail pricing down, I just went back to whatever the cost price I paid for that particular light fixture that's now discontinued. I would go back to that cost price and then just like mark it up 10, 20% from whatever I paid. And it it has been like a magic button (laughs) and discontinued displays move so fast out of our store. And, uh, you know, of course everything discontinued is like a final sale. So we're, you know, we're not getting it back. Um, so if I paid like $99, uh, for a fixture, assuming that the regular DM price is probably double that, but if I paid $99 for that display, I'll sell it for like $109. And, um, It's been just a great benefit to us actually to keep the showroom fresher. And that's what I was realizing is like the more I was holding on to these obsolete products, um, the showroom was kind of stagnating because they were like taking spots that really newer products should be in. Um, And I also made a kind of decision that it was okay to have a few like gaps in the display in the showroom we could fill those gaps in with staging and furniture and other cute things. And I didn't need to worry so much about having literally every fixture place taken. In fact, in some cases, it's been much to our benefit to have fewer fixtures in certain places because we're getting much more of a homey vignette furniture vibe. And that's also working really well for us. So um, it was just like this small uh, change. Well, potentially big dollar wise, but I think the payoff has been much better in that we're moving these products out the door much quicker, final sale, never to be seen again. And, um, and our showroom and the look of the showroom has benefited from it. So that's like what started me down this path of thinking about discounting as I was marking all these fixtures down again today. And, you know, okay, this is how much we paid for it. This is what we're going to try to sell it for. But also feeling confident that that some of these are really great items and they will sell pretty quickly. And that's great for the business in that we can get new displays up or create some other creative merchandising that will hopefully encourage other sales moving forward. So that's a good thing. And then I just, again, was when going back into this big picture of like thinking about discounting and why retailers discount and all of the sales that are quite literally forced upon us as independent retailers in our industry. And it really headed me down a path of kind of frustration. Oh, also couple this with the fact that I recently upgraded my cell phone to the newest release of the iPhone because mine's like three, four years old and I'm a sucker sometimes. So I started doing some looking into discounts and the reason behind discounting. So the biggest reason I believe to discount a product of any kind is to have a quick injection of sales, right? You want to attract customers in the short term with a whatever discount, 20% discount, 25% discount. Like the what you're trying to do there is just attract customers in a in a short term way and give yourself an injection of sales in a short amount of time. But what I think the problem is that we so often ignore is that that quick and short-term injection has long-term consequences to us as retailers and to our industry as a whole. If a product uh, was discounted the last time I went to buy it, 
why am I ever going to pay full price for it? So like with the new version of the iPhone that I just purchased, it's the newest release of the iPhone. There's not going to be any coming off of the retail price of that product. Now, if I was trying to buy the version of the iPhone that's a couple years old now, sure, you can get deals on that product. But like on the newer, just released goods, you don't expect to get a discount on them. And that makes me okay, I know I'm not going to get a discount on this. Where's my favorite retailer that I want to buy my products through? I'm just going to go to them because I know this pricing is what it is and I'm willing to pay it because I want the good. And that really helps protect the brand and keep brand integrity. And I just don't know why we don't do that more in our industry. I have no idea, have never been able to wrap my head around these like literal constant sales. There are some manufacturers that are always, that are running a sale on their products literally 12 months out of the year. Every month, something is on sale usually more than 10% off, 15 to 20% off is the standard. So we have set the expectation in our shoppers' minds that these goods are always eligible to be 15 to 20% off. So why would anybody ever pay full price for anything in those product categories when a quick internet search shows you there's a significant number of these goods always on sale? So why am I ever going to pay retail for something? I would love to see some shifts maybe in like just kind of like with new technology where you don't discount the brand new items. Like if something's new to market and a new introduction, maybe the pricing on those new items or a items, maybe they don't drop. Maybe they're always exempt from holidays and sales. And maybe it's the other products that um, are eligible for a discount if it's like aging inventory or whatever. I just don't understand sometimes in our industry while it seems like it's a constant fire sale across the board for all items. I was in my research um, prior to recording this podcast. um, I found a really interesting statistic. So um, of course we know in discounting the real loser is profit margin. That's really the loser here. And then remember, when I'm speaking in our, about our industry in particular, the margin impact is wholly taken on by the retailer. In most cases, big asterisk there. There are many manufacturers that during their holiday sales, they also offer an increased discount off of whatever a, a retailer's cost price is to offset the loss of margin for the IMAP holiday. I will also say most of the manufacturers that offer that kind of great programming and function that really helps the retailer, they also tend to not have sales going all the time. Like they're more selected, you know, five, six, seven days around a, a a significant shopping holiday like Thanksgiving, Black Friday. So that is incredibly helpful when the number of sales is restricted to just a handful a year and that inside discount is offered to offset the expend additional expenses, um, loss of profit margin that a retailer incurs by having to honor that sale pricing. 
So profits are the real loser here. Um, here's the example I have for you. If you have a 50% gross margin, imagine that 50% gross margin and your price is cut by 20% from retail. So 20% discount, you will have to increase your sales by 67%. You have to get 67% more volume to get back to your initial profit margin that you would have had before the 20% discount. Like that's crazy. That's a crazy increase in sales. Now, perhaps an online retailer can market their sale, use the platform, their national reach, and be able to get that boost, right? That 67% boost in sales. For an independent uh, retailer in our markets, um, it's going to be real hard to get a 67% increase in foot traffic um, if <laughs> and for even just for a few days, you might be able to pull that off, but you know, over a whole month to make that margin back, like it's going to be just a really, really challenging proposition that most of us are not, it's not sustainable. It's, I mean, that's just it. You might can sustain it for a little while, but it's just not sustainable in the long term to constantly be doing this. So then the other you know, the strap back in strategy, of course, is, okay, well, if I can't boost sales 67%, I need to reduce my cost of goods. So you have to look for cutting expenses or negotiating inside discounts with um, these same manufacturers to make back some of your margin. But again, we run into the same problems of most of us being small businesses and not having the leverage that we need with UPS or with whatever manufacturer or FedEx or wherever we might try to look to go to cut expenses. There, there's only so much we can do in those areas that most of the gains that can be made are marginal. I'm not saying those margins aren't important, but it's just not massive amounts of dollars saved generally because most of us are such small businesses. And inside discounts from manufacturers, of course, can be negotiated. Um, you have to be pretty selective. You have to make sure you have a decent amount of purchasing power, but these things can uh, happen. And I do know for a fact that most of the large e-commerce players, this is how they make their margin back. They absolutely have to have inside discounts set up in their contracts with manufacturers in order to make the margins what they need to be to do all the covering of freight costs that they do, all of the returns they're willing to take. Like all of this is offset. The, all of that additional expense is offset by inside discounts they're getting from the manufacturers. It's really like the key to how their strategy works. And again, when you have nationwide sales volume, um, that kind of thing is a little easier to achieve <laughs> than if you're a showroom that just has sales of like three, four million dollars a year. That's nothing to sneeze at at all, but it does limit what your purchasing power is going to be compared to somebody that maybe does three million dollars a month in sales. It's just, it puts you uh, kind of on your heels and not in a great space to negotiate from. But meanwhile, you're still subjected to the same loss of project mar profit margin as that big distributor is. And it's extremely frustrating. So 
discounts can just have such a negative impact on what we do and the strength of our business. Now, I'm not saying all this to be like, we can never have a sale ever. Please don't misunderstand me. I just wish we would be more thoughtful about discounts and sales. Discounts lead to price shopping by consumers. And this, what happens when they start to price shop is we start a race to the bottom because you can always seemingly find somebody willing to sell you the same item for less. And it just turns into this vicious cycle of a constant, let me go here and get a quote and take it there and they'll beat the price. And maybe I can even take it to a third place and get the price even lower. Like it just starts this vicious cycle and there's no integrity to our brands. It's just a race to the bottom on pricing in the retail world. And, you know, there's different suggestions about how to combat that. I don't know how many of them would actually work. For me, when we run into the race to the bottom price in our, uh, in my store, it is generally against nationwide e-commerce players that will take our information and our quote and knock a good significant discount off of it because they haven't had to do much work and they have those inside discounts. Uh, They just take a significant percentage off of it, return it back to the customer. Customer feels great. They saw the stuff in our store, got all the insurance from the staff that these are good selections. And then they hit the buy now order button with somebody else because this additional discount was offered. So there's just a constant race to the bottom. And again, we, we live in America, capitalism, all that fun stuff. So I'm not like, uh, saying none of that can ever happen. I just think sometimes as an industry, these are topics that we need to take a step back and look and say, is this constant discounting really helping my long-term sales? Or am I just giving myself a shot in the arm that will fade and I'm going to need more and more hits like an addict (laughs) to keep the same level of success going? And I just think we don't think about that enough. I think we look too much for the quick high, the quick boost And we don't think about really what the long-term implications are of literally products in our industry being on sale 24-7, 365. The discount, constant discounts, I believe, devalue all of our brands. And since our consumers don't know as much as we would like necessarily our manufacturer brand names. The the other thing that showrooms take the hit on, not only in profit margin, is also the devaluing of our own brand identities because we, we the independent retailer, are seen as the brand, not whatever the actual manufacturer is. So this hit to integrity and and perception of the value of our business that's taken on by the independent retailer, not the manufacturer. And it's the manufacturer that's actually offering the sale. But these are all things that get to be too inside baseball to discuss with a consumer. Like that's not really my sale. That sales forced upon me. What do they care? They're just trying to make selections for their home and get a great deal. They don't really care about how they, how we as an industry operate to get there. So that's when we as an industry really need to take a step back and say, are these things serving us or are they harming us? We know consumers really appreciate long-term value and add-on experiences and services, and we know people will pay for that. We know Now, we know they're not going to pay you know, outlandish prices. Of course, everything needs to be reasonable, but um, 
there's no way that we can't maintain a little bit better pricing and integrity in our industry and also maintain our sales. I don't think I said that very clear, so I'm going to restate it again. I absolutely think it is possible to maintain our sales and our great relationships with our customer and also minim- have a minimum of discounts and a minimum of sales. Like I think these things are not uh, mutually exclusive, right? I just think we get so wrapped up in the idea of discounting and the idea of getting that quick boost that we really miss out on the big picture of what is genuinely best for all of us. We need to preserve the brand integrity of not only our manufacturers, but of the showrooms that are selling our product. And we need to preserve those profit margins too. Cause look, we know that independent lighting showrooms are valuable distribution partners. We're the oldest distribution channel. We're the most successful over the long run. Like it is still a, a, a product category that people want to see in person. They want to see and touch it and look at it in person before they buy now. Showrooms are incredibly valuable. So why do we constantly force them to undercut their own value by having things on sale 12 months out of the year, or even six months out of the year. I don't know why we do that to ourselves as an industry, because when you're cutting the profit margins of these independent retailers, you're almost, you're also like cutting us off at the knees and our ability to evolve and grow and update our, you know, capital building and, you know, make improvements to our building to hire more staff. You're, you're constricting the amount of money that we're able to bring in to do all of these other things that I know manufacturers would really love to see more showrooms doing better merchandising, new displays, you know, building out this area, like all that takes money and time. And if, if my profit margins keep getting squeezed, I don't have the money and time to do all those things. I'm just trying to get that 67% increase in sales that I need to stay where I already was. So discounts are a thing. They're super challenging. Again, I'm not advocating for the abolishment of discounts or IMAP holidays or whatever else. Um, Definitely there's a place for discounts. As I opened up this discussion talking about selling off of obsolete inventory, like that for sure is an important place to discount and get rid of those items and stop incurring more costs for those goods. So totally on board with that and support it and think it's really smart. But... The constant everything on sale thing, that's what I think harms us all as an industry. And we perhaps need to take a step back, a collective step back and take a look at that, that idea and that path and really decide, okay, how much are we going to lose in volume by limiting these sales and discounts to the e-commerce world? But we will also be propping up our showroom sales and our showroom distributors more. And perhaps people that are just buying online for the discount will go back to their favorite local store because they know the pricing is the pricing. And I'd rather buy from them. I only go online because I get that 20% off email. Like, are we just you know, moving things from pile A to pile B. And maybe it would be better if we went back and supported the thing that got us going and got us to where we are now. Anyway, 
Just a thought, food for thought. (laughs) Thank y'all so much for tuning in and listening. Can't wait to hear your feedback on this one. I know it's kind of a difficult thing to talk about. I didn't always say everything perfectly clearly in this episode, but I just think these are conversations worth having, worth considering, just worth thinking about. You know, no change is ever gonna happen overnight, but I think if we can just keep these things in our minds and think about the impacts of them, that's how we make marginal improvements and bring our whole industry forward in a successful and positive way. Thank you so much, everyone. Take care, and I will talk to you next time.